Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. Today, we're recording live from the clubhouse at Jamaica Beach RV Resort in Galveston, Texas. This is episode six. And in this episode, we're sitting down with two of the owners of Jamaica Beach RV Resort, Ron Gustafson and Eric Salloway. They're going to share a little bit about the resort, what it's like working in a family business, and their perspective of the great winter storm of 2021. We're also going to share our tips, some things that we did to prepare, how it worked out, and what we learned about RVing below freezing. So sit back, relax, and join us as we RV Texas, y'all. Today, we are so excited to be joined by our good friends, Ron Gustafson and Eric Salloway from Jamaica Beach RV Resort. These are two of the owners of the park. The whole family, guys, three generations, live and work here at Jamaica Beach RV Resort on Galveston Island. And if you've seen our videos, if you've regular come to our website, rvtexasyall.com, then you probably know that... Jamaica Beach is our go-to RV resort when we're in Galveston. We absolutely love this place. Oh, my gosh. Just can't get enough of it. We come every year. We've been coming, gosh, since 2013, I think, was our first trip down here. Ever and a si- lot has changed. Ever since we had our first RV. Yes. This was one of our very first places we came in to. In fact, it was our very first RV park yes, it slash was. resort. So we love it. So thank you. Thank you for You're joining welcome. us, Eric and Ron. Welcome to the podcast. And Ron, why don't you start out by telling folks a little bit about Jamaica Beach RV Resort? All right. We're located here on beautiful Galveston Island, just west of the town of Jamaica Beach. And we are a 101010 Good, Good Sam Park. We have lots of different amenities. We've got a 700-foot-long lazy river, a beach pool, a regular pool, uh, two hot tubs, one of them being indoors, huge one, about 10 by 30. So it's really nice when the weather gets a little cool. And we've got a splash pad for the kids. In addition to that, we got uh, a big pavilion. Like I was just uh, like we had just had a um, a uh, veterans appreciation day today and a potluck. That was a really good event. It had a lot of people there and tribute to the veterans. Yes, and, and, and speaking of that, you're a veteran yourself. Yes. And Eric, yes. you're a veteran. Yep. Thank you all for your service. And Nate, your yes. son, who's also one of the owners and one of the founders with you of the us. park. Yes, that's true. Yes, So thank veterans. you all for your service. Oh, you're welcome. Thank yeah, you. it's awesome. And why don't we talk a little bit about it being a family-owned and operated park because there's not many places that we've been that three generations of the family work at the park. All right, myself and uh, Nathan, we, we started the park, and a couple of years ago, Eric and my daughter Angela come on board, 
and his children and, and Nate's children are getting old enough that they help out in the office or around the pool. They do pool cleaning and uh, that type of stuff. So, yeah, we've got a third generation coming up. Yeah, and I tell you what, from what I can see and Sasha can see, I think they got the same work, work ethic that y'all do. I mean, I really do. They, they look like uh, they're taken to it just like y'all do, and I, I think that's really awesome that y'all all can work together as a family. It's yeah. been working out real good. We get along pretty good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys are, I mean, they are always working. If you've ever been <laughs> to Jamaica Beach RV Resort, like I said, we've been coming for years. We've seen the park grow and change so much, and you guys have recently built cabins. Yep, that's uh, correct. Three new cottages this year. Yeah. And uh, we're always building something. Right now, always. we're building that. <laughs> uh, right now, actually, uh, Nathan, our son, is... Uh, getting married this spring and so we're building a wedding venue that'll be available for customers too uh back by it's over in the by the bay so a lot of people think well we should have a beach wedding down in galveston island but the sun sets to the west over there so you don't want you want to have a bay wedding so you can have a sunset pictures and that so it's going to be a really a neat venue we're going to have that we got to have it done by april 3rd <laughs> <laughs> no pressure <laughs> well, well, first time <laughs> Uh, I think he's going to make sure that one gets done. I think he's going to be pretty diligent about that. He's full steam ahead on that. (laughs) I think someone's going to make sure he gets that done on time. Yeah, I believe so. (laughs) We won't mention her name. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as she comes into the family, is she going to join the family as far as at the park and working here? Uh, We've got some ideas and things we're working around, but she's a nurse practitioner, so she won't be working like the 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 front desk and that, but we've got some ideas we're already working on. Oh, a little cool. early to tell yet, but uh, we've got to get some things going, but I, it's it's in the works there. That's awesome. That's well, awesome. Well, um, Nate, tell us what it's Eric. been. Uh, Eric, excuse me. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but Eric, tell us what it's been like joining a family business like this. You know, you're... Your wife is obviously their daughter, and now you came in. What's it? What's so, it? actually, I've been married to their daughter 23 years, and uh, before this, they owned some motels and a restaurant in northern Montana. Uh, they've been workaholics as long as I've known them, and, and they, they turned me into one as well. So <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it's just worked out that way, but no, it's, it's, it's a great thing. It's a huge blessing. Uh, everybody does their part. So I, I think Eric can build anything. Holy cow. I think Eric, we all Ron, Nate, can build that's anything. That's for sure. These guys, I tell you what, guys, we have seen them, you know, build the hot tub. We've seen them build the swimming pools. We've seen them build the lazy river. We've seen them build the cabins. The cabins, yeah. the pickleball courts. I mean, you name it, they can build it. You guys are pretty handy. We, we do it all, just about everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Big equipment that we, you know, big excavators, front end loaders, all that. So we do it ourselves and uh, we're getting ready to pour. 3,000 square feet of concrete for that wedding venue. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time we come, I think there's a new project. Oh, there's something new. Yeah, if, we're, just, if, we're almost done with the, the semi-enclosed pool. We're, we're on the on the almost finished line of it. Uh, we'll hope to have that done here in just a few weeks. So. And, and for those of y'all that don't know, yeah, this is a semi-enclosed pool. It's going to be heated. That's correct, yes. And, you know, most places, they, they told everybody we're putting in a pool. Great. 
they're not just putting in a pool. It's got this awesome <laughs> deck in the back of the pool that has a has a waterfall. Water, waterfall and, and oh yeah, it's fire it's feature. The fire feature. <laughs> the the imagination just kept on going. Oh on that my one, so. gosh! I mean, it's stunning. Unfortunately, it's not going to quite be done before we leave, but we're going to enjoy it next year. That's for sure. Absolutely. So you know. Being down here um, on the Texas Gulf Coast certainly has its challenges during hurricane season. That's correct. Uh, so as an RV park in the path of potential hurricanes, are there certain things that you guys have to deal with that you might not have to if you were somewhere else? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you, at least with a hurricane, you know it's coming. Right. So, I mean, you, you kind of prepare yourself. I mean, you know, when you're on the coast, it, uh, uh, Cat 2 or Cat 3 doesn't seem as bad as a Cat 4. But, you know, and people up north are like, it's a Cat 1. Everybody run. No, it's not like that. You know, down here on the coast, you do get a little immune to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you do prepare for it. You, you, you know, you, you do stock up on supplies and get your generators running and everything like that. So, yeah, you, you do get kind of used to it. And, and I know you guys have done a great job of, you know, when you, when you have something like that coming your way, you've done a good job of keeping your – your visitors informed on what was going on and making sure if they need to leave, they, they know that they need to leave and you've done a good job of protecting the park and getting it back up and running as soon as possible when you've had to shut down well, for those That's storms. a good point. One thing I find fascinating is that y'all have said if, if, if a hurricane's coming, you can take all the pedestals up. That's correct. We use uh, uh, high, power. high power. Yep. High power pedestals. Uh, they're marine-grade pedestals and the top's uh, taken are removed and then you put them inside and then you can put them right back on after a hurricane so that allows you to get back open faster we did we did that right after ike we were actually after ike which is a major hurricane yes uh, we were the first campground by far to be taken um, be open and you were still a new campground at that we were, point yeah we, we were just our that was uh our first year we were open for one, uh, one summer the next summer and that fall was Hurricane Ike. Wow. And, uh, so we were very new, but we did put the pedestals all inside. A uh, couple days after the, the hurricane was over, we were 100% full. Within a week, we were about 100% full because of all the storm uh, people that were coming in to do cleanup and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so filled right up. But we were one of the few, we were, I think, the only one. We had State Park was, I think, a year or more. Dallinera was a year or more before they reopened. And so um, it was quite a lengthy process. We were up within just a few days. and Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. So we were able to help the community with st uh, the cleanup crews. Yeah, for there. sure. I mean, they all came down in RVs. They had to yep, have a place exactly. to stay, and you gave them power. And now to that, in 2020, you did have a hurricane scare, right? So y'all had to, you had a chance to clear out the park, I guess. Well, the city of Galveston put out a, that mandatory evacuation is what it was. Okay. And some of us stayed stayed behind to ride it out. Luckily, it, it stayed to the east of us, so we didn't really have to do too much with it. Uh, but uh, for the most part, yeah, everybody left. So, but so when that kind of event happens, at least. You're protecting the park, but you, most of the people can get out and everybody's safe. That's correct. Unlike the situation we just had, the elephant in the room, this freeze <laughs> that hit. <laughs> and, and I mean, unlike, you know, it's a 100-year freeze in Texas. And so you had a park full of people. I mean, what was that like? 
and then losing power right away. What what was that like? I mean, we know so, what it was so, like. So a lot of the people that are down here this time of year are, are the winter Texans, and they're all from up north, and they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're used to the cold. Well, I don't think they were expecting the cold that we received, and I, I don't think we were either, for that matter. Uh, so, uh, you know, in all honesty, yeah, I don't think anybody was prepared <laughs> for it at all. And then, of course, the power outage, that, that was just one more thing to add to it. Right. Yeah, they pretty well predicted they could get pretty cold, but they weren't predicting it to be freezing for that long. I mean, we were thinking we could get down to that close to the temperature they did. They kept dropping the temperature every uh, broadcast. You know, it was a little colder. But they didn't. We didn't expect it to be up until that point. I don't think we'd ever been freezing for 24 hours. Right. And, and, and uh, uh, if you're from up, if you're hearing this from up north, the difference is down here. We don't have our pipes six foot in the ground or whatever. There's maybe six inches we have. So things aren't insulated like that. Right. Because it doesn't ever freeze. Right. Well, <laughs> and it doesn't really make any difference if we get a short freeze, you know. Uh, and uh, But this one wasn't a short freeze. We were days or several days under 32. Crazy. And, um, I think it got down, what did they say, 20 maybe? I think we what had maybe 18, here? 19, 20. <gasps> I think maybe as low as 18. Yeah. Insane. And, yeah. And, and we've, Talked about it on YouTube, but of course, we lost power almost immediately when it got below freezing, and y'all lost power just like we did in the campground. I yeah, mean, I think one thing that, that's important for folks to know is that that may be unusual for a lot of campgrounds is y'all all live here yes, at correct. the park. So you're kind of, you may not have been in an RV, but you're, you've lost power just like the rest of us. And so what... I mean, what is the first thing going through your mind when, yeah, of course you knew you might lose power, but I don't think you ever expected us to be without Honestly, power. the first thing in my mind was was the campers. You know, I was like, oh, my God, how are they, they going to deal with this? You know, I'm, I, I have a house, but, you know, it's cold. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just as cold. Probably colder than most people's campers in, 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 in all aspects. Uh, but, you know, the campers were, were the number one thing on our minds. And, and so, yeah, we, we had to come in and come come up with a quick action plan uh, and, and try to, you know, make sure they were okay. Uh, and so we started getting on the horn and seeing how long we'd be without power, how long we might be without water, things like that. So, so and I, as it turned out, we were – so the power went out about 2 o'clock in the morning, in Monday the morning. morning. And, uh, and we got it back – Thursday afternoon at, at about, about one, one o'clock. Yeah, so yep. my, my son had to do math since they're doing all this online school, and <laughs> he calculated out it's 84 hours we were without power. Yep. <laughs> That's a little while. Yeah. Well, and another thing I understand, Ron, I think you were on the horn with quite a few people yeah, in Texas. Yeah, well, actually, what, uh, like 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, we live in, on property, but uh, we have a, uh, we're lucky, we got a generac generator, and give them a little plug there, 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> It's fairly close to, it's up on stilts, how it is, all, like all the buildings. And about 2 o'clock in the morning, we hear the generator start up. And so it woke us up, and we're looking out the windows, and you could see the lights going dim. Or wow. A few minutes later, you could see Jamaica Beach, like I was saying, the town next to us, the lights going off, and then down, all, all the different areas, you could see them starting to dim. Wow. And our lights were fine for a few minutes, and then that was the first time we used it in the winter. We've never, we didn't buy it for winter storms. <laughs> we bought it for hurricanes. And um, so we're sitting there, and we have two heaters in our house because it's all electric. And uh, next thing, about 10 minutes later, the electricity goes off at our house because I didn't realize you couldn't run both electric heaters. We couldn't run both air conditioners, but not 
both electric heaters. Oh. So we were off like everybody else. But I wasn't at that time even alarmed or worried about notifying campers because I thought that would be a very short-term morning. Right. Every, lights come back on. Everything's And that's what good. we all thought. You yeah. know, we just had, Tom just happened to get up right after the power went out just by chance. You know, we heard kind of the ice hitting the RV, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Right. And, and he was like, oh, let me get up and see what it looks like, you know. And... We always judge whether we have power or not by whether our microwave clock is on or not. If we if we don't see that clock, we know we've lost power. And we know we're on batteries. And we know at we're running point. on batteries. And so he said, "Hey, guess what? You know, it's it's begun, you know." And so I was able to get on Twitter and I saw, you know, rolling blackouts and so I thought, "Yeah, no big deal." 4 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, believe it or not, Stacy read on Twitter and Centerpoint put this out on Twitter that the blackouts were going to be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think they stretched that a little bit. 84 hours later. Just a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit. So, okay, so now, I mean, as we all live this, but kind of tell what was it like. I mean, of course, you were out of propane. We ran out of propane the night before, right? What happened is people were filling up before. So, because we've got... Uh, Friday, actually Friday, a little irony in this whole thing. Uh, I just got back 1 o'clock in the morning. Eric come and picked me up from the airport from Costa Rica where it was, you know, 80, 90 above. And we get back, back Friday morning. I, I did go, go to work, start uh, yeah. filling propane. We were 80% full, which is 100% of what the capacity right. of the tank is. Sure. And uh, we're doing propane. And Sunday <laughs> afternoon, we were 100% out. But in the meantime, Eric had called... Sure. gas, our supplier, to get the next load. And so very seldom we ever run out of propane, almost like never. And um, <laughs> Yeah, but twice this time we did. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, Sunday come, or they were, they, so Monday morning we were all going to be on the list. Monday we were t- checking with barrel gas. Well, uh, DOT, Texas dot, uh, text dot uh, no propane trucks could go on the road. Yeah, because so, they couldn't come over. I there. see. Well, well actually, it was statewide. all it was, yeah, it was all commercial trucks uh, statewide. Uh, you know, couldn't couldn't travel due to the due to the storm. Okay. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah. So we were no no uh, propane on um, uh, Monday. Tuesday we didn't get it yet. Tu- either. Tuesday they only had two drivers running, and they they had a huge service area to try to cover. It. And, and when we talked to Feral Gas, they said, "Okay, typically we have thirteen drivers on on staff mm-hmm. just for this area." Uh, so two drivers wasn't even putting a dent in it. Those poor <laughs> no. guys. Yeah. And everybody's facing the same situation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's several RV parks, obviously, and stuff on the island. And everybody's, just about all these RVers are out of propane. Yeah, we're the only place, only RV dealer on this, uh, that uh, has propane. Uh, and on, then, on the premises, uh, When we yep. get the propane on yep. Wednesday, bring us a tank. Right. And we had to finagle around to get electricity over there. You know, we have a whole house generator at my house. It's not a whole house generator for the RV park, unfortunately. <laughs> Come on, Ron. So, yeah. And, uh, so we had to finagle around to get that compressor or the generator going. Yeah, because people don't realize no power. No, you can't, no pump. No, no pump. pump. Yep. But well, I still say what y'all did was pretty phenomenal. People with cans, you were able to gravity fill them. Pressure field for a while. For that a worked wh- pretty good until after you get the tank gets lower. The lower it goes, the slower the process. Okay. Yeah, but by that time, we got the generator going, but we burned through another tank of propane. 
in um, that with in less than twenty four hours. Wow! And, and that's uh, probably never. And happened. Then, but yeah, because we had uh, Eric and Nate were using one hose yeah. and filling motorhomes, and I was filling tanks with the other <laughs> hose. And sometimes you didn't even flip the switch off because that person was still pumping with the other tank. And, and you're probably thinking, what world am I living in? This yeah. is yeah. just insane on the Texas Gulf Coast, of all things. And what was really cool, too, Angie uh, made soup that time for yes. upstairs here for that day. And we, we had she brought soup out. Other people were waiting in line. It was pretty <laughs> amazing. And people were, the, the road there was pretty wide, and people were just lined up with their tanks. All the, guy, all the guys ended up getting uh, <laughs> to go wait in line for the propane. There's a few ladies that were out there, but most of them were guys. And they were waiting out there in line and pushing their tanks along to get next in line. And uh, uh, Angela brought out soup, and we had soup upstairs for them. And oh, that break, actually, I'm, I'm going to back up that morning. Uh, Dora got out on, my wife got out on the internet that we had deliver biscuits and gravy for whoever wanted a hot meal. That and was they did. Yeah. They and went door to door with biscuits and gravy. And it was amazing. And I tell you what, Dora can cook. That oh, is, yes. and we've missed Doris cooking. <laughs> <laughs> with the COVID time, she yep, hasn't been yep. able to do it like she normally does. So we had, we had the biscuits, gravy, and soup there. Yeah. And then that night, you come up with the idea of um, let's have spaghetti for everyone, so everyone can have a nice warm meal. So we made spaghetti, and everyone come up and had spaghetti, so it kept nice and hot, a hot meal. Yes. Well, were y'all surprised like we were how creative some of these RVers were around here to keep their batteries going and oh yeah and and then to me too everybody was I mean we were all stressed out I mean it was a stressful situation keeping yourself warm and running out people running out of propane and everything but those, everybody in line for that propane tank, nobody was all crazy. And no, no they, yep. I was shocked, actually. They were yeah. really, really cool about it, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was, I was actually amazed at how chill everybody was. They're actually in pretty high spirits. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah, and uh, they all worked together to make sure everyone was safe. Uh, we, the next time, though, we learned a little bit from the sec- first time that put a name on that tank, we'll fill it, and put it over the side. You don't have to wait in the line. <laughs> really? <laughs> that from there. Uh, but, yeah, and everybody watched out for their neighbor. That's the neat thing about the campground and campers in general is they they look out for the neighbors because we had one that we had to take into our house because he didn't have the heat, and he stayed there for a couple of days. Yes. Uh, and um, the others were looking out for each other because it was getting kind of cold because what happened is I'd call center point, try to get a time, and then they finally give me a hard and fast time. It would be on by five o'clock on, it would be Wednesday night. Well, it was not until Thursday, and the governor had just come on shortly after that. Everybody's on, and we had just gotten our power after the governor announced everyone had it. So we were one of the last to yes. get the power. Yep. In fact, there's a lot of complaints you'll see if you lose, read the um, uh, Galveston Daily News. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor. Uh, and the uh, the county judge said, "Hey, why was Galveston sacrificed for some of that? As we were supposed to have rolling blackouts, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. But the campers were really good. And I think for the campers or somebody who's thinking about being a full time camper, it really worked out pretty good because most of those guys had generators. We had a little power issue, or a little um, propane issues, mm-hmm. and different things. But you had a generator where a lot of houses were just in the cold. Well, there's no doubt. We like we did a video on that that." Stacy and I were better off than almost all of our family. Right. None of them had power. And 
They didn't have generators. Mm -hmm. right. So her own mother, we couldn't get to her. She was in Houston or Sugar Land, mm -hmm. and she was in 40-degree temperatures in her house. Oh, yeah. She was out for – she got her power back Wednesday night, so mm -hmm. not too long before we did, you know. But a lot of them didn't have water either because mm -hmm. their pipes froze or the, the pipes in the area were compromised or whatever. Well, the water got shut off to the campground as well. It did. Um, but the good thing about being in an RV is you have the option of running off your fresh water tank. So there we had a little bit of an advantage over you guys, you know, being in your houses. Um, so was there ever, did you ever imagine in your wildest dreams when you started an RV park on the Gulf Coast that you would ever have to deal with this crazy winter storm? Not the winter storm. We never, ever figured we would have uh, something like that. And especially when the lights went out, you know, that was... That was kind of the icing on the cake as far as <laughs> problems. Uh, we, um, you know, we had a few frosts before, mm -hmm. but never a hard freeze. Yeah, hard we, freeze we, never, and never the electricity had gone out during that. We had uh, a mild freeze. I think it was about three years ago, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a mild freeze. It wasn't nothing like what this was. You yeah. know, snowmageddon. It was. <laughs> it, it sure was. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get much snow here, uh, but yeah. ice. And the ice didn't stay on the road very long in Galveston. I mean, it, so it was pretty good that way. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, some of the gas stations started opening a day after the, you know, uh, the electric, electricity went out because right. you, they had to have power, too, to pump gas. Yeah, correct. So if they didn't have power, there's no pumping gas either. But we had a diesel unit, and a lot of people found out that, I mean, diesel was easier to find than gas because there's more people with regular cars, so they were flooding to the gas gas pumps, but the diesel pumps were pretty much open. And usually that happens during a hurricane. I mean, when we have hurricane season, that's the first thing that seems to go, not milk, bread, and toilet paper. It's <laughs> it's the gas. you you got to go hurry up and go get your gas because you're not going to have it. Right. You know, and you might don't know when they're going to get it. It might be a, a week. You know, it might be three, two weeks. You know, and they had the same issue. Obviously, TxDOT yeah. said no trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and if there's no power, no pumps. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, a lot of the almost all uh, portable generators run off gas. That's right. So, yeah, uh, not diesel. So yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. So, you know, I think we should talk a little bit too about more about how the community really came together because that is one of the things we really love about Jamaica Beach RV Resort is the sense of community. Folks come here every year. A lot of folks only come during the summer, you know, families especially, you know, during the summer they spend their vacation here and this is their vacation every year. A lot of folks come, winter Texans and snowbirds and full-timers will come and settle down, set, you know, set out the winter. Um, like you said, a lot of those folks are used to the cold, but not really the cold kind of unexpectedly like what we had but I the community the really cold, comes together but the cold with no electricity yes yeah that was the biggest thing but the community really came together uh y'all's family is always so awesome about you know not only just working all the time to make this a fantastic destination but in a situation like this making sure like like eric said you know y'all's first thought was what's going on with the campers you know yeah. not oh my gosh i'm personally out of power or i'm cold but what's going on with our campers and i think that is so uh, oh it's awesome yeah and, you know one other thing we didn't mention that uh 
y'all were letting people just go to the the pools and take water out of the pools you know <laughs> yeah, we had the one new pool. That's we were uh, talking about that right. indoor pool that no one had ever swam in it, and we used that for non-potable water for like right. for um, washing and stuff like that. Uh, flushing, uh, flushing the toilets. Yeah, we yeah. had just filled that thing uh, a few days before that, or well, I guess a few weeks before that, and it it, it didn't have any uh, chlorine in it or anything. You know, it wasn't even being utilized yet, so it was just fresh water sitting there. You know, and it was a, it was a good resource. That was a good thought. I mean, that's. That's the kind of 911 decisions you're making on the fly. Yeah. You never, ever thought you were be ma- making. Well, and, and a challenge that I never would have thought of before having been there during this time is the whole sewer system and the challenges of that without electricity and the freezing. That's where you use the generator. Well, the freezing was never a problem with the sewer, but uh, we had to hook the generator up and do lift stations and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was like a triple whammy with no electricity, no water, and a <laughs> propane shortage. Uh, we had propane, but not in a usable form because right. we had propane for the uh, bathrooms and stuff like that. Mm. But it's not propane that you can pump right. and send to a customer. So that was that'd be kind of a, that was kind of an aggravation. We knew we had people that without propane. And we knew we had probably 2,000 gallons of propane that was not able to get to the people. But uh, the people were really good. We had people that, when they were in at, uh, filling up propane tanks, they were like, well, we've got quite a bit left, so we're going to leave that until for the people that are completely out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stacy and I never, ever even had to get more propane. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we were using it, and we could have gotten in line, but we both said, we don't need it as bad yeah, we, as everybody else. We even else. went yeah. as far. There was there was a couple of them that we went as far as they they couldn't move the rigs. They were here by themselves. The husbands had to go home for whatever reason, so they were down here experiencing this by themselves. And so I mean, we we didn't even hesitate. We went over and helped them pack it up and bring it over, get some propane in there, and get them get get some heat back on. Uh, you know, we had several welfare situations like that that we had to deal with. Well, one uh, of them was funny yeah. because Nate came out of a motorhome and goes. Tom, do you know how to turn these hazards off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I went in and showed him how to turn the hazards off. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he was, was like great. trying to search the internet, trying to figure it out. And I'm yeah. like, man, somebody's got to know how to do this. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, that's what we want everybody to know. You know, you, one thing we've learned, especially as full-time RVers, is you can try to chase 70 degrees all you want. You can try to follow perfect weather all you want, but sometimes Mother Nature's going to find you. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be unexpected. That's for sure. And it's all in, you know, kind of how you handle the situation and how where you are handles the situation. And I got to tell you guys, I mean, you already know this, but if we were going to be caught in Snowmageddon, then I'm glad we were here at Jamaica Beach because, I mean, we always felt comfortable. We always knew that if we had a problem, somebody was going to be able to help us. Um, and everybody was watching out for everybody, like you said. Yeah, we kept the after-hours phone line running. Uh, I, I was answering in the middle of the night. It didn't matter what time of day it was. I was made sure to answer that phone as much as I could, <laughs> even, even, though, even though we were losing reception in and out a lot. Uh, I, you know, if somebody called, I, I, I picked it up. I, I, I care, you know, what it was. It could be something, you know, super small. It could be something super large. I, I, we just made sure we tried to answer every call that came in. That's awesome. And again, we talked this community, and I think the community starts with you guys. You guys have built this community here, and and I think ninety nine percent of these folks that come here every year come here because of y'all. Well, you oh, know, the absolutely. thing is, too, you're, you're already building us up, but on this uh, snow uh, 
uh, the freezing weather. Also, the, the other campers looking out for the because we couldn't possibly look at 180 campers and see the needs of everyone. So it really also was our campers that looked out the window and seen that their camper was was fine. Or maybe some of them had a generator that they yes. need. You need a generator to run that fan. So some people were using a generator that they had and then run an extension cord over to a friend or a neighbor that they had here. Right. That's, you know, what, so, that's what we ended up doing. Yeah, yeah. I saw, a, saw a lot of slave units being ran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, so it's, it's, it isn't all us. It's, it's our campers. And because of that community, going out and helping their fellow campers, seeing that they are, are checking on that, uh, hey, how is that guy doing? You know, um, yep. uh, We haven't out. seen so-and-so in a little while. Yeah, that was the number one savior for a few people. It really was. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're, their neighbors looking out for him saying, hey, have you seen so-and-so? I haven't seen him in the last two days. And I said, well, we're going to go check. And we banged on doors, you know, and, and made sure they were all right. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, guys, you want to throw in anything else about the park real quick before we wrap things up? Well, I was going to just one last really. Uh, not only were we having all this, the propane issues, the, the water issues, and the uh, electricity then on, uh, we were also having, which had never happened even during the hurricane, we had intermittent problems with AT&T, which yes, we, we never had. Our cells right. always <laughs> been reliable, and, we and we'd have that fade out. I think we was overlayering, or they had a lot of, uh, after several days, a lack of electricity, so they had to, I, I don't know what the reason, because they've never done that before. They've always been a reliable company, and they're a good company, but oh, so we were even having cells problems yeah. at that time, you know, so just. We were, uh, we were an island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were an island. Just, actually, the whole, I mean, I think some of the people in Houston were worse off than we were because oh. uh, you're living in a house, water leaking. and Oh, I think yeah. so. So the RVers, viewers think, had it better than a lot of. Yeah, we had we had some that checked in that they were like, hey, you got a spot? And I'm like, you really want to check in right now? Honestly, yeah. what, what's going on? He's like, yeah, dude, my, my, my house is, is completely flooded because yeah. of the pipes breaking, coming out of the ceiling. He says, we got a camper. Uh, and we said, yeah, bring it. We'll, we'll find you home. And so, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank no you. Problem. Anytime. Okay, so as we talked about with Ron and Eric, you never know, no matter how much you try to avoid bad weather, you never know when it's going to find you. So this was a great learning experience for us and everyone involved, and we're going to share some things that we learned in the process. Now, we've got uh, videos on all of this that go into a lot more detail. I'll link those in the show notes in case you're interested. But what are some of the things, Tom, that we did to prepare? Well, what we did was just like we were going into a dry dock situation, so dry camping. So we sanitized our tanks. We got our tanks sanitized, and then once they were sanitized, we filled our freshwater tank to the top. We didn't use that fresh water until basically it hit freezing, and then we disconnected our water hose, disconnected our sewer hose, put all that stuff up in the bay. That was the major thing we did. And then we also... Uh, that day before we filled up with propane we got in line early enough because you know everybody wants propane before the storm's coming in they did run out that night but we got in line got it filled up 
And I think preparation in this case is key. You got to take these things seriously if you know something's coming your way, and you got to go with the just in case mentality. Uh, we also went to the grocery store and we stocked up on food that we could cook with our crock pot because we knew we had our generator. We could operate the crock pot, not have to use the propane for our cooktop. And, you know, also have leftovers that we could eat throughout the week. And obviously we dumped our tanks, so we were totally empty on the black tank and the, and the gray water. So we went into this situation just like we were going to go live off grid for a while just in case. We had no idea. We also had already topped off our, our diesel on when we came into Jamaica Beach uh, on the coach. So we had just about a full tank of diesel to and run our generator. Correct. Now, what we didn't do uh, is we did not fill up the Jeep. And we didn't end up having to go anywhere. But in the future, I think it's a good idea to have also a tank full of gas yeah. in our tow vehicle. Because you never know. If we had to go somewhere, we might have been in trouble because the island for a while did run out of regular fuel. Now, our preparation, how did it pay off? You know, it paid off great. I think our dry camping experience really came into play here. Preparation and conservation were the two things that were the most important. Preparation, taking the storm seriously and the being prepared for the what if, and then conserving our resources, not using a bunch of propane, setting the thermostats to 60 degrees, for example, so the bays would stay warm and we would stay decently warm and then using blankets and jackets and stuff inside. Yeah, and... It, it went so well, I think we were even able to help power our neighbor, too. Yes. Our generator was strong enough to connect them, and so it really paid off. And at the end of this, the water system went down, so at least we had good water, and we had good water longer after the power came back on. We still had fresh water left, so we lived off that until the water got good. So that was pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, now, you know, some of the things that I wish we had had is a second water pump, just in case our water pump had I, gone out. I agree, because that'd be a point of failure, and if we would have lost our fresh water tank, it would have been trouble. Also, I wish we would have bought a case of water. You know, uh, we have our Berkey, and it worked great with our fresh water tank. That worked great. We had no issues, but I'd like to have a backup next time. We could use the, that water to drink and stuff, and that would conserve even more water. Absolutely. And, you know, we didn't have a problem with freezing, really, but, you know, it would. we never carry a hairdryer, actually. Since we've been full-time RVers, we haven't owned a hairdryer. Guess what? We now own a hairdryer because in the case of something that freezes, you could easily thaw it out yep. quickly. And we know some other folks that did. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so that's something we've actually added on board. So again, we've got links to all these things with a lot more detail that I'll put in the show notes, along with all of the links for Jamaica Beach RV Resort. We really do love this place and can't wait to come back. They did a phenomenal job, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. 
And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas, y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye. Thank you.